Today's daf is daf Nun Aleph. We are holding at the two dots at the bottom of Nun Amid Beis. So we were dealing with this interesting relationship that Rebbe had with his student Bar Kaporo, and that uh, initially Rebbe did not invite him to the wedding, and uh, Bar Kaporo protested, and then Rebbe did invite him. We're going to learn a little bit what's behind the scenes, a little why he didn't invite him. And we touched on this yesterday, is that Bar Kaporo was a batchen. Bar Kaporo used to go to weddings and he used to make jokes, get people happy. And Rebbe lived his life as an ascetic. He was in tremendous yisurim his whole life, even though he was fabulously wealthy, but he didn't take pleasure in the wealth that he had. He was a very holy uh, person. And uh, he felt that when he would get happy, it actually caused bad things to happen in the world. Like he, he would take it for the team. He was the leader. And therefore, when he was in a constant state of focusing on tshuva and, and, and embracing Yisurin, it actually protected the world. And therefore, he did not want to allow himself to uh, be happy and laugh. And uh, he knew Bar Kapora. He was all about making people happy. The Gemara says in uh, Timus, that uh, there was these two comedians that were Zoycha to Olam Haba because they made people happy. So there's this great philosophical debate going on here between Bar Kapara and, and Rebbe whether a person should uh, be happy in this world or not be happy in this world. But anyway, suffice to say that Rebbe didn't invite him to the wedding and then he did, but we're going to see there were strings, of, strings attached. And that's what we're going to be learning right now. Uh, so, let's see the Gemara inside. Yama the Mechaich be Rebbe on the day that Rebbe would laugh. Osya Paranusula Alma. The Gemara states is as fact is that bad things would happen in the world, tragedies would happen in the world when Rebbe would laugh. So Amalei Lebar Kapora Lo Tzabat Chinon that if you do not make me laugh, and I guess it's referring to this uh, this wedding. Yavin Allah Arboyin Derivi Chiti. I will give you forty measures of wheat. Means. Whatever then, then I guess whatever your wage is normally if people pay you to make make people laugh, I will pay you, but I want you not to make me laugh. So Amale, so we already responded, he said, Lech Zimar, the master will see the Kogriva that whatever measures of wheat I want, I can take. Again, I'm not sure exactly what the meaning of this is, but it is some kind of comedic response. Like, yeah, don't worry, I'll get whatever I need, I'll get whatever money I need. Alright. Shakal di Kula Rabba, he took, this Barkapara took a large wicker basket, Chafya Kufra, and he tarred it with pitch. Raji, the Ran says, so that nothing can fall through. So it's tight, it's airtight. Sachbe al Reisha, then he put it over his head. Azava Amale, and he went to Rebbe and said to him, Lecholima Arboyan Grivichiti Darshina Boch. Give me the 40 uh, measures of wheat that you owe me. Again, so again, I'm just learning this is comedic, it's like nonsensical. Obviously, there must be some shot in here, but he was just like fooling around with Rebbe. And Achav Rebbe, Rebbe is on this comical side of a guy putting a basket on his head and saying, you know, give me wheat. So Rebbe laughed. So Amalei Lav Azartich Deloitavadchun. Rebbe said, did I not warn you that you shouldn't make me laugh? 
So Amalei Darishno Kana Sivno. He says, I'm just I'm coming to try and collect the week that you owe me from before. That's what I'm that I'm trying to get from you. And again, uh, there probably was no week from before, but somehow this is part of the the shtick. So Amale Barkapara Levarte. Barkapara turned to Rebbe's daughter. But the Barta the Rebbe says, Lamachar tomorrow, I guess this was the day before the wedding, he said, Shasina Khamra. I'm going to drink wine, Brikuda Davuch, while your father is dancing for me, Ubekirkani de Imech, and with the singing of your mother, meaning your mother is going to uh, be, be uh, uh, helping me enjoy my wine by singing to me. The Farshim discuss over here what about Kalisha, and some say it refers to the, you know, the noise that the Svarim make. Uh, what are called? Yes, that, that's what it's referring to. That your mother's going to like cheer me on. Actually, in the story, we don't see that the mother actually sang at all, but she served him. She brought him the wine. Anyway, the Mora puts down, tangentially brings down there's Ben Elosha Chasne to Rebbe Haba. That Rebbe had a son-in-law. His name was Ben Elosha. For Usher Gadol Haba, and he was a very very wealthy man. Asmina Lebehilula. He also was invited to this wedding. The, 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 the Rabbi Shimon Rebbe, the son of uh, Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rebbe. Now, why is that important? We'll see in a moment. Amale Bar Kapara le Rebbe. So now, at the wedding, Bar Kapara asks Rebbe, "My Ta'eva, The pasuk says that a man should not sleep with another man the way a man sleeps with a woman, because that is a Ta'eva. So he says, what is the etymology, the word we translated as an abomination, what is the etymology of the word to'eva? So, called Amalei Rebbe, the hachin, who, anything that Rebbe wanted to say, this is the pshad, of what, why it's called to'eva, parcha barka parcha, was able to shlog up, means that Rebbe was not be able to get, give a definitive pshad, because everything he said was shot down by barka parcha. So Amalei, so Rebbe got to, uh, exhausted all his responses. He says, Parsha Atz, this is fine. You tell me to, he says to Barakapara, what do you think? Why is it called a, uh, Ta'eva? So Amalei, first, Tasty the Bishchi Tirmili Natlo. He says, first of all, you want me to teach you something? Your wife has to pour me a cup of wine. First I need a cup of wine. Get your wife to give me a cup of wine. So not la achas, one cup of wine, uh, uh, not, uh, not So also Zramile. So she went and she served him. I don't say she sang for him, but she again, uh, made him happy by giving him a cup of wine. So Amale Larebi Kumrakaigli. He says, and now you need to get up and dance for me. If you want me to teach you, you need to dance for me. To Amalah uh, uh, in order for me, uh, to teach you uh, and then I will, uh, will tell you. So I guess Rebbe got up and danced for him. And then he told him, in the Torah is teaching us, is the word You are deviating, you're going off the path. Meaning, uh, is, is, is going off the path is uh, the path is supposed to be that the man should have relations with a woman, a person who has relations with a man is deviating, is perverting from the path to, uh, from the path that he needs to be going. And Vinyoyana says that he's teaching this at a wedding because it's celebrating is because it's being, now it's being done correctly as opposed to 
uh, going off the path and doing it incorrectly. So to'eva is to'e'ata ba. That is what the word to'eva means. All right, now, what did Bar Kapara do to get his second cup of wine? That's what he did for the first cup. So what did he do for the second cup? Amalei, my tevel, we find that a woman that has relations with an animal, bestiality, the Torah refers to it as tevel. Why is that referred to as tevel? So Amalei, ki inyona kadmo. So they went through the same back and forth before. He said, tell me what tevel means. Then Rebbe tried to tell him what he thought it meant, and he slugged him up. And he said, fine, uh, I'll, I'll give you, your wife has to give me a cup of wine, and you have to perform for me. So, if you perform for me, then I will tell you. So, Avad, he did, he performed for him. So, Amalei, Tevel, who is a lotion of Tablin Yeshba. So, it's, it's a, 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 like a rhetorical question, meaning, Tevel comes from the word of spices. Meaning that the Torah is saying to a woman, why would you want to sleep with an animal? Is it, are the spices, meaning, is it that much an ex- a, 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 a better experience, a more tasteful experience for you? Is this different than the relations with all the other bios that you could be having with a person that you choose to have relations with an animal? So Tevel is a lotion of the Torah as being sarcastic or cynical, saying is, why? Why would you want to be doing this when you can have relations with a man? Why would you want to be having relations with an animal? Anyway, Amarle, third, I guess it was for the third cup, my zima, right? Why is the Torah use the word zima? Zima is referring to a man that prostitutes his daughter and, and, and allows her to have relations with multiple people for gain. So it says it's a zima, right? What is a zima exactly? What does the word zima mean? So Amalei, Eved B in Yona Kadmo, again, he went through the whole thing. Do for me, perform for me the things you did before. Wife should give me a cup of wine. You should dance for me. Avad, and uh, he did it, and Amarle told him, Zu Mahi. Zima comes from that the child will be of, uh, un, uh, you, you won't be able to identify the paternity of the child. Why? Zu Mahi, because since she's had multiple partners, the child that's going to come from it will be Zu Mahi. Who, what, what is the status of this child because of the multiple partners that this woman has had? That's the word what Zima comes from. Anyway, after all of these, uh, uh, the stick that's been going on, the son-in-law of Rebbe, which we mentioned before, the very wealthy fellow who was there, so, Loyachel ben Elosha lemechal lemizbal. So he said he couldn't tolerate anymore. He felt that it was a degradation to the, um, uh, the status of Rabbeinu HaKadosh, who was the Nasi of Yisrael, obviously Ben uh, Bar Kapar did not see it that way. He saw it as, you need to get him to be happy at his own kid's wedding, but he saw it as a, de- a, de- a deprecation, a degradation of Rebbe. Come v'nafakuva in to say, and he got up, and his wife, and they walked out. His daughter already walked out, then, right? That's the son-in-law. Yeah, the son-in-law and the daughter, right? Had enough, he's done. All right. Now, uh, so the end is a mitamon. Mitamon means from there. They, they, they left from there. Now, my Ben Elosh, the one wants to know, who is this Ben Elosh exactly? Meaning, like, why is it so important to know things about him? 
Sigmora says that this Ben Elosha actually was a Choshev guy. The Sanya, Lo Lechinam Pisa Ben Elosha is Ma'osa. Ben Elosha, even though he was very wealthy, but he didn't waste his money for, on, on things that were not important. What did he waste his money on? What did he spend his money on? What waste? It says, Ella, Laharaz Bahan, Tisporoshal Kohen Godom. The Gemara says like this, is that, the Gemara had in Sanhedrin, that there was a certain type of haircut that the, that, that, that the Kohen Godol would get. We said like a king gets a haircut every, every day, and the Kohen Godol would get his haircut, uh, what was it, weekly, that he would have to get a haircut, but the haircut was, it, it's a very special, unique type of haircut that trying to explain it Articulate exactly what it was is very very difficult, and the students were not hopping it. So Ben Elosha found somebody that can do it, and spent a lot of money to get this haircut, so that there could be a show and tell that he could actually allow the students to visualize what the haircut was for Talmud Torah purposes. You see, he's willing to spend a lot of money because the impact or the effect of it was to enhance the learning experience of the students. That's what it's referring to over here. So therefore, to show the haircut that was given uh, for the uh, for the uh, for the Kohen says that uh, I believe in Yecheskel it says they have to trim trim the hair on their head so what's the Kohen Gadol and the type of haircut is, we learned in the Braisa, it's a Lulinis haircut. Well, my Lulinis, what exactly is a Lulinis haircut? So, Amar of Yehuda, it is a very beautiful, very special type of haircut. So, what exactly was the nature of this haircut? So, Amar of Somehow, the, the end of the hair touched the base of the other hair. So, it's a haircut that one hair, the top of the one hair touched the base of the other hair, and they were able to, that was very, whatever that is, that's why it's hard to understand what it is, and that's why he spent that money that, uh, so the students could see what it looked like. Behind the Tisporus of Kongodal, that is exactly what the Tisporus, the haircut of the Kongodal was, which Lulinus paid for. Okay, we go back to our Mishnah, we said that when you say that a person when a person makes a nether that's not going to eat from a top shell, it specifically refers to things that are eaten with bread. And it excludes, we said, a beitza termitza, the shrunken eggs, and a delas remutza. Delas is a pumpkin. Remutza usually comes from the word remitz, means ashes. But what exactly is a delas remutza? My delas remutza has the moral. So Amar Shmuel, kara karkuzoi. It's a species of pumpkin called the Karkuzoi pumpkin. It's a type of species of pumpkin that is uh, that, that, that was very hard to eat and they would have to roast it in ashes to be able to soften it to make it edible. But it's a species, the point is it wasn't, it wasn't eaten with bread. And since it wasn't eaten with bread, it's not included in the net when we say, no, I'm in the top show. Rabashi learned differently. He learned not like Shmuel. Amar Dalas Hatzmuna Beremetz. Karkuzoi means it's a pumpkin that's roasted 
I'm not karkazari. The last remutza means it's any pumpkin. It's not a species. It's referring to the process of how the pumpkin is made. That when it's when roasted in ashes, they never ate it with bread. So it's not referring to a species of pumpkin, rather that a process that the pumpkin was prepared with. So the Gemara brings down that Eisavir Ravina Levashi. Ravina asked Levashi a question on here, on here. And now this is uh, a, 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 a I believe it's a Mishnah in Kilayim uh, that it's at least paraphrasing in Kilayim it's talking about that yeah. there's a, what's that? that there are species that even though under the main category like we're talking about pumpkins but the subsect of these species of pumpkins does incur a violation of kilayim of mixing the two together. So what does he say over there? He says, so, uh, Rav Nechemia, Rav Nechemia said, the last Aramis, the Aramean pumpkin, he the last That really is the same species as the Egyptian pumpkin. And therefore, if you, uh, those two is not a problem. It's the same thing. But kalayim im ha-yavonis, but when you mix it with the Greek pumpkin, that would incur the violation of of, uh, of, 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 of kilayim. And also, kilayim im ha It also will be kilayim with the remutza pumpkin. Now, what do you see from this? You see that the last, uh, you see that the, the last remutza is not a, uh, pumpkin, a form of, of preparing the pumpkin, it actually is a species of pumpkin, because otherwise the Mishnah makes no sense. The Mishnah is telling you which species cannot be mixed, and it says you cannot mix an Aramean pumpkin with a, a, a Dalas Ramutza. Clearly it shows you that Ravashi is incorrect, that it's not a way to prepare any pumpkin, but it is actually what Shmuel said, that it is a, a, a species of pumpkin. And then when it says to Yufta, this is a refutation of the position of Rav Ashley. Okay, let's go on. So the, uh, the Mishnah said like this, Hanoder, at the bottom of Nun Aleph Amidal of the Mishnah, Hanoder Mimaisa Kadeira, prepare... Oh, actually, the Mishnah over here is. Uh, there are some say it should not be written as a Mishnah because it's actually we already had it in the past Mishnah. But actually, the way it's written is Mishnah Gemara. If you look in the in the on the in the in the Daf, so it's actually just it's literally saying the exact end of the Mishnah. Right, it right. should really be a two dots or whatever it is. You go right. right. So it says over there. Hanodim imaisekadeir. If a person said made a neder that he's not going to eat Maisa Kadeira. So Maisa Kadeira literally means something that's made in a pot, but it actually referred to, it's referred to grits. Grits was known as Maisa Kadeira, and uh, the Ron says there are different types of porridges that were made at a very high heat. So if you use the expression, Hanodermi Maisa Kadeira, he says, ain't also Eli Maisa Raschasa. You're only prohibited in eating those things that come out of the pot that are made in a very high heat. But Amar Kainim Hayoyedla Kadeira, if you use the expression that anything that comes from a pot, you never use the word Maisa Kadeira, you say the word that Yoredla Kadeira, anything that's put into a pot, so then Shani Tom, that I won't eat, so Azur I won't taste, that anything that's prepared in a pot 
whether it's at high heat, whether it's at low heat, makes no difference. It is included in the nether. So Maizagadeira, specifically those things that were made, like porridges and things at a high heat, and Nyoridlakadeira is anything that comes from a pot. Okay, let's go back to it. Tiny, we learned in a Braisa. Another minayorid lekadera. So the Bryce elaborates on what the Mishnah said that if a person said, "I'm making a neder not to eat anything that was uh, that entered into a pot," all right, aser beyorid leilkvas. He's not allowed to eat things that are prepared in a frying pan. Now, why? So it's very interesting. We have this today. You know, the people who make really good French fries, you boil the potatoes first, right? If you boil the potatoes and then you fry them, that makes them... So there's, uh, so, any, so if a person says that I'm not going to eat anything that comes out of a pot, he's not allowed to eat anything that comes from the frying pan. Because back in the day, anything that came from the frying pan was first... That was at least partially was partially boiled in the pot, so it's considered to be as if it went into the pot as well. So ilfas is the frying pan, and uh, and kadeira is the pot. So therefore, since aser also the yard ilfas, why should kvar yard lekadeira kodem yard ilfas? Because if it came out of the frying pan, you also know that what it had to have first been at least partially cooked from the pot. All right, now. If a person said specifically that I'm, uh, I'm going to eat uh, that which is yored le'ilfas, that which comes, has gone into the frying pan, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not going to eat. The nether includes right. those things that have gone into the frying pan. Mutter beyore the kadeira, he is allowed to eat things that have only gone into the pot. Now, the, 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 the Ron explains like this, because we said anything that, that you, that has gone into the pot, into the frying pan has gone into the pot. So when you say, that I'm not going to eat things that have gone into the pot. You can't eat things that have gone into the frying pan because the fact that going to the frying pan means they've gone into the pot. But the verse, the reverse is not true. If you said anything that has gone into the pot, that doesn't automatically mean that everything that's gone into the frying pan is included. So Ron says, so what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is you might think that it's referring to a stage of cooking because we said, like, let's say, I don't want a percentage. Let's say when something is 50% cooked, it's ready to go into the frying pan. So you might think that if a person said that I am not going to eat anything that comes out of a frying pan, he meant anything that's ready to go into the frying pan, which means it's already been 50% cooked in the pot. No. Whereas he said, I'm not going to eat anything that has gone, go, that goes into the, into the, into the frying pan, he means that it actually has to have gone into the frying pan. The fact that it's 50% already cooked in the pot doesn't mean that it's included in that nether, because it's not what it's fit to go into the frying pan, it means what actually goes into the frying pan, and therefore if it's only gone into the pot and it's not gone into the frying pan, it's not included in the nether. Alright. Now, that's when you use the word yored. Yored means that it's gone into. Whatever you said the word nasa, the Ron says the word nasa means, means it's been completed. It's been completed. The word nasa means it's been completed. So, I mean, a nasa the Gadeira, if a person says that I am including in my nether uh, anything that was completed in a pot. Now, completed in a pot 
That would exclude things that go into the frying pan, because in order to go into the frying pan, they never completed in the pot. It was only cooked half in the pot, and then they moved it to the frying pan. So if you said anazabikadera, things that are completed in the pot, mutabanazabiofas, then it does not include, you're allowed to eat things that are completed in the frying pan. Even though the things that are completed in the frying pan, we said, first would have gone into the pot, but it would not be completed in the pot, it would be completed in the frying pan. So things that are completed in the pot does not include things that are included in the frying pan. Now, the ilfas, what if a person says, I'm going to eat, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a nether not to eat those things that are completed in the frying pan, right? He's allowed to eat the things that are completed in a pot. Now the Ron says, what's the novelty on that? You said, I'm not going to eat. So he says, because even if the person takes the item that was uh, cooked in the pot and now moves it to the frying pan, the fact that it was completed in the pot... It's not completed in the frying pan. And even if you moved it now to the frying pan, it's still not considered to be completed in the frying pan. It will not be included in your nether because your nether was specifically those things that were completed in the frying pan. All right. The person made a nether from those things that are yored letanur. Now, what is yored considered yored letanur? So, the Ran said that in the vernacular, when you use the expression, those things that go into the oven, usually back in the day, refer specifically to bread. So, a person said, it only includes bread because that's what the general meaning of Yored Minatar is, even though many things go into an oven, but if a person says Yored Minatar, that's referring to bread. But Imamar Khomai Setanur, but he said anything that's made in the oven, so anything that's made in that is a much broader statement, that includes, that netter precludes Call anas and batan are all things that are made in the oven, even more than bread, anything that's actually cooked in the oven. So yore batana means bread, nasa batana means all things that are made in the oven. Alright, let's see the next Mishnah. Zagdailaka Mishnah. Now, the, the issue that the the, 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 the the principle that the Ran goes with over here is that in, in, in Hebrew we have something that's known as the Hayadia. In uh, English, we call it the definite article. That if you have a hey in front of a uh, a noun, right, then you, that means that it's something specific. All right, right. If you say ha ha kovesh ha kovush, that which is p- pickled, not pickled, but that which is pickled. So that which is pickled refers to something specific. When you have the definite article with a hay in front of it, that's limiting to something that is the thing that is normally pickled. Where if you say the word kavush without the hayayadiyah, without the definite article, so then kavush means all things that are pickled, not specifically the item which is normally pickled. That is what the Gemara is about to say. So let's see it inside. I'm in the Mishnah then. So it says, Zav Mishnah, Min HaKavosh, if a person said, Min HaKavosh, from that which is 
the thing that is most likely to be pickled, saying, then the only thing that it includes is those things which are normally preserved. What did they normally preserve back in the day because they didn't have refrigeration? was vegetables. Vegetables were generally eaten pickled if you didn't eat them fresh. So therefore, so if you say, I'm not going to eat the item that is pickled, that only excludes in your nether vegetables because that's the norm to pickle vegetables. Right? Sha'ani, kavush sha'ani toem, or sha'ani, the Bach changes the gear, so you say, kavush, without the hay. Pickled that I am not allowed to eat, alright? Not allowed to eat things that are pickled, not the thing that is pickled, but pickled things I cannot eat. So, then you're not allowed to eat anything that has been pickled, at all. So therefore, that's the difference. Hot covers specifically for the vegetables. Covers things that are, uh, are, uh, are pickled, not the thing that is pickled. That includes anything that is pickled. Similarly, sholok. The Ran learned sholok does not mean like it normally means in other places. In Shas means it's stewed. Sholok means it's partially cooked. So certain things that would cook partially. So if you said hasholok, the thing, the item that was partially cooked, what does that refer to? So hasholok, ain't also elamin hasholok shel basar. Seems to be meat even back then was eaten more rare, and therefore hasholok, the thing that is not normally cooked fully, but it's cooked partially, the thing that's cooked partially refers to meat. Sholok shani toem, but if you never used the hayayadia, he just said that all things that are cooked partially, so then also that any partial cooked food is including in that nether, whether it be meat, whether it be other things as well. So that's the notion, that's the idea here between whether you use a hayhayadiyah, which limits it to something specifically, which is whatever the most likely thing of, to be that way, or without the idea, it's all things that have gone through that process. All right, let's go on. Amalei Rav Acha Rav Avila Ravashi. So he's going to ask the following question. We know that in, Ma, in, in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKadosh, when you use the definite article, you use the hay. And we already saw from the Mishnah that the hay limits it to something which is, this is the most likely thing that it was referring to. Without the hay, so then it refers to all things that have gone through that process. In Aramaic, they don't use the hay, but instead of the hay, they use the Dalit. Now the question is, for the laws of Nadarim, does the day, the Dalit serve the same as the hay? So therefore, he said, Amar Dekavish. Dekavish, is that the same thing as saying Hakavush? And if it's the same thing as saying Hakavush, then it should only refer to pickled vegetables. Or it doesn't translate into Aramaic. And when you use the word Dekavish, it means the same thing as saying Kavush, without the hay, and therefore it would refer to all things that are pickled. So basically he's asking, how do we, in Aramaic, when we speak Aramaic, does the Dalit, in terms of the halachas, because not just in terms of the function it has grammatically, but it also usage, people's normal usage, does it the substitute 100% for the hay as well? That's what he wants to know. The Kavish Mai, or the Sholik, same idea, the Sholik, that which was partially cooked, Mai. The Tzli, that was partially roasted, Mai. The meliach that was partially salted, mine. We're going to see that the meliach and tzli have the same thing with the hay. So mine. 
So, Hechen uh, Mashma. Uh, what is it Mashma? Is it Mashma the same thing as if the hay was there? Or is it Mashma if the hay was not there? Has Allah in Afkamina? On that thing one remains Tiboy. Tiboy is like saying Teku. The matter is, is still under discussion. It is unresolved. Let's go to the next Mishnah. So, the Mishnah. Min the person used the hay idea from that which is roasted, not from something that that's roasted, from the item that is roasted, right? Ain't also elementational bosser. The item that's roasted back in the day would be meat. Meat is the most common roasted item, so that only includes in the nether roasted meat. Diver of Yehuda, that's the opinion of Yehuda. Sli sha'ani toem. If the person said roasted things, but he never said the item that's roasted, so then that includes all items that are roasted, not specifically what? Not specifically meat. Min that which is salted, but it's min that which is specifically salted, so ein oser elamin amaliyah shuldak. That salting was the normal way to preserve fish. So therefore, you said from the item which is normally salted, that is a nether from eating fish. Meliyah shani tayim. But if you just said salted things, I will not taste. Oser bechalam luchim. That imply that includes. All items that are salty, that have been salted, not specifically fish. Now, we're going to see, the Ron explains, that if you use the word dog, right? Dog is singular. That refers to items that are sold one piece at a time. It means large fish. Because a large fish is sold, you've got to sell a whole fish. Dagim is plural. That refers to small fish because they sold in multiples, they sold much, uh, not just one large fish at a time, it's all foil fish. So therefore, if a person made a neder, uh, that I'm not going to eat dag, he's only precluded from eating a large fish. If he said, I'm not going to eat dagim, then he's not allowed to eat small fish. What if he said dag, dagim? Right? So we're going to see that includes both dog, includes the large fish, dog and small fish, and the rounds of the chiddush is that's not considered retraction. As long as I change my mind from dog to gun, no, it's both. It's dog and it's dogim, so you're not allowed to eat not large nor small fish. So therefore, dog, dogim, shani, toyem, dog, dogim, that I am not going to preach it any time again to change the girsa, that I will not taste. That includes both large and small fish included. And also it means all forms of fish. has been Whether it's not been salted, whether they are raw, whether they've been cooked. Alright? However, that's the gears of the Bach. But what you are allowed to have, and these three things, uh, three things are important. Tris Trufa is a, uh, today I guess we call it, uh, uh, Dr. Bachstein, as uh, a snake, Gehakta herring, chopped herring, right? These are, so truth is you take a fish and you chop it into little pieces. So the point is that that doesn't fall under not dog or dugim. Because dog and dugim, whether it means large fish or small fish, but it means intact. 
But when it's already through the process, they, they chopped it up, uh, that, uh, Tris Trufa, that it's a certain type of fish that was chopped into little pieces, so that's not included in, 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 in Tris Trufa, and for sure not Sir and Morias. Sir and Morias, Sir was, uh, it was a, a schmaltz, a liquid, an oil that came out of the fish that they used to chop up intestines of the fish and mix it back into it. And Moria's was like brine. It was like a regular just fish juice. But either way, that's for sure not included in the expression, even though it comes from a fish, but it's not included in the words dag dagim, because dag dagim implies that it's the fish when it's intact. So not when it's been chopped into little pieces, not when it's the oil that has the intestines mixed into it, and for sure not the juice that comes out of the fish that's not included in dag dagim. Now, for person said, I know the minat sachano. Sachano is a, the, uh, is another word for tris trufa. It means chopped up. It's the chopped up fish. It was actually, we're going to see it's called sachano because sachano means actually odor. So you find the postage, it says when the fish died in the makas dam, it says that the, the Nile were, had an odor that, 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 that emanated from it. This Tzachana, used Tzachanosa, so it's anyway, but this is called Tzachana, but it's chopped up fish, so it's also, it's, so it's also the Tristrufa, so Tristrufa, you're not allowed to eat, because that is Tzachana, that is chopped up fish. Alright? However, Mutter Betsir Umarias, but you are allowed to eat Betsir, the oil with the intestines in it, Umarias and the brine, because that's not included in chopped up fish. Chopped up fish means the flesh of the fish, not the intestines that are mixed into it. The last thing is, Hanodermitris Trufa. The person said that I'm not allowed to eat Tris Trufa, use the word chopped up fish, right? So the Girsaya of the Ran and the Mestorah Zashat changes it to not Osir, because Osir is hard to explain. So it's Mutter Betsir Uvimorias. He's allowed to eat, not Osir, it's say Mutter. He's allowed to have the, the, the oil and the juice, because that's not called chopped up fish. And therefore that's not including chopped up fish, and therefore only the chopped up fish is Osir. Uh, now, the, 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 the Ran points out, it's very interesting, because it only says over here, okay, let's go with the gears of the Ran, it says, your Mutter in the Tzir Marias. But it never says you usher in the, uh, the, 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 in, in, in the tzachana. Why don't it say it's usher in tzachana? So the Ran says, because tzachana has in it both chopped up fish and whole fish. And therefore, the only real thing that should be usher in the mixture should be the chopped up fish, not the whole small fish. So therefore, but we can't allow you to eat that mixture anyway. We can't say definitively that every part of it is osir. So it doesn't say it's osir, but sachana, but it doesn't say it's mutter either because you wouldn't be allowed to eat it because it does contain chopped up fish as well as whole fish in it as well. That's the answer. That's why it only addresses what it's for sure osir. I'm for sure mutter is material of the marias, but it doesn't address the sachana because since it's a combination of both whole and small, and this only osir is the small, but it can't separate one from the other. But therefore, it's not permitted in it. But we can't say definitively that every aspect of it is osir because it would only be going on the on the small, on the chopped up, not on the whole fish. All right, let's go back to Tanya learned in a bride, of Shimon ben Elazar Aimer, Dag Sha'ani Toyem, the person just made the expression that I am Sha'ani Toyem, I am not allowed to eat Dag. So as we learned in the Mishnah, Dag refers to Asr Begidalim, the large fish, because it's singular, it's those things that are sold one at a time, right? Or Mudmetanim, but the sardines, or small fish, you'll be allowed to eat. 
Dagga Shani Torah. Now he changed. He, 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 Mishnah talks about Dag and Dagim. He talks about Dag and Dagga. So he says Dagga is like Dagim. And therefore, what dagar shani toyim oser b'ktanim? You're not allowed to eat the ktanim. Dagar and ktanim and dagim is the same thing. And much of it, you are allowed to eat the gedolim. Dag dagar shani toyim. If you put the two together, dag dagar. That's like the Mishnah's case of dag dagim. And then what's our locha there? Oser bein b'gedolim bein b'ktanim. All right. So I'm a lay rapopola baya. Remind the dag shani toyim gadolhu. He says, what is there? I mean, is there any scriptural allusion to the fact that when you use the word dog, it refers to specifically large fish and not small fish? So he says, you're relying on a Pesach in the Sefer Yonah. What does it say in Sefer Yonah? So we always talk about the Yonah being swallowed by a whale. whale. But the Pesach doesn't call it a whale, right? Ever, uh, a, the, 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 the rabbi in, in Miami used to always get up on Yom Kippur and says, we're about to learn a whale of a story. Anyway, but anyway, the point is that it doesn't say anything about a whale. It says something about a dog. It says that it says, Vayame, uh, the, the, the Pesach over there says, Vayiman Hashem dog Godol Livloa Es Yonah. He was swallowed by a dog. So you see, obviously, dog must be a large fish. Says it more like this. But the problem is, the same pasta, the same safer which you're quoting to show the word dog means large, also says, by He davened from the inside of the daga. Now, you're saying that daga means small fish. From that pasta, there's mashma that it's also daga means large fish as well. So what's a hallowed kasha? What is it? Actually, this is not even a, 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 a Rashi, and, and if you take a look in Yoda, learns this is what happened. He was spat out by the large fish and swallowed by the small. Now, the Ram says, uh, even the small fish to swallow a person must be a big fish, but compared, ah, very good, compared to the large fish, it was a small fish, but that way you can get out of the kasha, it's not a difficulty, dog still means large, and daga means small, okay, so what is it, but okay, fine, you might be able to get out of that one, but how do you get out of, in Mitzrayim, it says, the first maka was dumb, and what did it say over there, Ella v'hadaga shebayormes, it says the daga died, now what are you going to tell me? It's only the small fish that died because it was turned to blood. The large fish did not die. Bechayro, what? Of course, what? They all died. They all died. So what is it like this? So therefore, Akhtani Mesu Mesu was only the small ones that died. The large ones did not die. So what says you're right. So therefore, let's just go. We have to take another line of. of, of remember the uh, the way the Torah defines things is not necessarily what's binding when it comes to Nadorim. Because what is the overarching principle? How we, How we use it. That's the difference. Ella says the Gemara dagma dago mashma gedoyim mashma The word dago could be large, could be small, right? 
That, and, and the Torah, that's the Torah using it. You see, the fact that says that, that God died means that the large fish and the small fish died. So why would you make a nether and you say that God is only small fish and not large? Because when a daughter, we follow the way people use it. When people use that God, they're using it specifically for small fish. When they use the word done, they're using it specifically for large fish. And therefore, even though it's different in the way the Torah is necessarily defining it, not a kasha, we go after the Lashem Ne'adam. Last thing. So we said, if you say Tzachano, the gifts that we had, it's Mutter B'Tzir B'Morias, because Tzir B'Morias are not viewed as chopped up fish, and therefore, you're allowed to have the, 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 the oil with the inner, innards chopped up in it, and you're allowed to have the fish brine. That's allowed. So, Amalei Rabbeinu Rabashi, Amaharei Alei Tzichin, he said, I accepted a nether on myself not to have tzichin. Now, you never said tzachanot. Tzachanot specifically refers to this concept of the chopped up. But you said the word tzichin. Now, the Ram says, what's the shayla? He says, because we said the word tzachanot means because it comes from a fishy odor. The word tzachanot is, is a fishy odor. Now, tzachanot itself is identified with chopped up fish. But tzichin, you didn't use the word tzachano. So why did you use the word tzichin? Maybe you're, learning, maybe you're using the word tzichin to include all things that have a fishy smell. Now if it's all things that have a fishy smell, then it should also include the fish oil with the innards and the brine, because that also has a fishy smell. So therefore, so tzichin, my, what's the halacha? Does it become usher in the, uh, in, 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 in the, uh, tzir and the morias? On that thing, what remains? Tiboyi, the shaila is unresolved. We, Eliyahu, I know if you will give us the answer to that. Let's go fight. Uh, let's stop over here, gentlemen.